and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noter Francesco, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, 17 days until Nebraska kicks off against Minnesota and Minneapolis. How are you feeling? Are you excited as I am? Uh, I'm I'm out of my gourd, actually. Uh, you and I have this countdown that we text each other at 17, probably <laughs> uh-huh. 16. So, yeah, I it's in you know, the other thing that's happened here in Omaha is a front had come in and it's like the high is like in the low 70s today, cloudy Ooh, and it's raining nice. this morning. It's like, yeah, you can. And then, of course, you know what's going to hit the fan? It's going to back into the high 90s and we're going to be cooking here for a week and a half. So, <laughs> yep, that's but how we we're enjoy it. here too. <laughs> enjoy it right now. I just. I watched a little bit of uh, of NFL preseason just to kind of you know, but I, I I can't get into it yet. I, it's just they don't count. Yeah. We'll, well talk. The, the nice the nice thing is though you do get to see more people that don't play during the season play now, and so you see a lot of Nebraska players uh, get some snaps. Nebraska natives, even if they don't right. play at Nebraska. Um, but before before we talk about those guys real quick, uh, I just want to say we're today. The main focus of today, we're going to finish up our position groups previews for the year, uh, bring us even closer to a Minnesota game on August 31st, which should bring a lot of answers for us and all of Husker Nation. So we're going to finish it up today with secondary and special teams. We'll start with secondary. We'll go on to special teams. We'll finish with some uh, Husker news. But first, I just want to touch real quick on uh, just some local firsts of uh, things that happened in the NFL this week. Trey Palmer scored a, his first uh, NFL preseason touchdown for the Buccaneers. Uh, Easton Stick and Max Duggan both did as well, both their Chargers. Adrian Martinez uh, scored for the Lions. Uh, I saw Divino Zigbo played pretty well for the Lions these past couple days. Uh, it's just been kind of fun to see the random Nebraska names pop up that uh, most people, I would just be like, oh, yeah, Divino Zigbo. And everyone else would be like, yeah, I have no clue who that is. But since I'm a nerd <laughs> and we have a podcast about this stuff, I know who that is and could appreciate that. So it's always fun to see those names pop up. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to get into the secondary and then we'll come back to some other news or do you want to go through some of the other but? Let's 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 pop into secondary. We do have uh, quite, I mean, a a very consequential bit of news that uh, is really just kind of upsetting to to me, at least um, when it comes to personnel and people leaving. Uh, I assume most everyone knows what we're talking about. We might as well just talk about it now. Uh, Xavier Betts quit the football team uh, as of this week. Uh, he just was burnt out was his explanation, which is kind of weird to me that you made all the way to fall camp. It, it's like, if you don't like the sport, why did you come back? I just don't understand. It's not great because Nebraska's kind of short on the receiving side right now anyway. Uh, and then losing him doesn't help because you lose that experience. When we talked about a wide receiver preview, both of us were very excited to see what he would bring to Nebraska this year after a year of being gone. And he brought a lot his freshman year, and we were very excited to see what he'd do his sophomore year, and it just didn't happen. Uh, what are your initial thoughts when you saw that news there, Grandpa? I think the timing just is terrible. You're in the middle of fall camp and, you know, this guy says he's coming back to the team and I don't know his personal, I don't know what he's dealing with. Could be some family issues. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, but that meant a position that, that Matt wasn't out trying to get either a transfer or, you know, basically a transfer. He had somebody there 
who he could rely on, who had game experience. And now he's just off the team and it's, it's um, I did, timing. I, and I think that I, you could see the pain in Matt rules face when he was t- talking about that. I mean, he, he's, he's all for Xavier or any of these players, just whatever they do, he wants them to, to be the best and the best for them. And, uh, and, but the timing is just terrible now. And then you got fleeks who, came in overweight and out of shape. Um, and then uh, Marcus uh, Washington is banged up. Uh, so if I'm a Malachi Coleman or some of these other guys, uh, uh, man, I'm I'm saying maybe I do have a, a chance. Jalen, uh, the kid from Westside. Uh, oh, man, I'm forgetting. Jalen Lloyd. Jalen Lloyd. Yes. He's another speedster. You know, maybe those guys can fill in. I'm, it'll be exciting to to see that. I'm, and and you know, next man up is is what it's all about. So I'm I'm anxious to see how this happens, uh, how it transforms. Um, obviously, uh, Jeff Sims, the quarterback, is going to have to have some targets. The the kid I I think I like a lot, and I think all Husker fans will like is Billy Kemp. He's going to be yeah. in the thick of being a pass receiver, punt returner. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So there are some, there is some talent there. It's just some of it is not proven at this point. Yeah, exactly. And that's the hard part about Xavier Betts leaving is just that you lose that talent that you thought you had and and the proven right. talent in, in, in that. So uh, anyway, but I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the coming weeks. Uh, let's move on to talking about the secondary here. Uh, Evan Cooper is the coach of the secondary, of course, like all position coaches. It is his first year at Nebraska. Um, who's the, uh, I mean, say we, so we're playing a 3-3-5. Who are your five secondary players you're going to pick out of this? all these guys here, Grandpa, that you have experience, you know what they're going to play like, they're going to clamp down on these corners, because Nebraska's going to need to make stops this year uh, because the offense is unproven uh, and losing people like Xavier Betts and all that talent is not helping. Well, Miles Farmer is the is the big loss there. He takes with him, um, what's your, what are his stats here? Um, Seventy three total tackles, thirty five solo tackles, and thirty eight assisted tackles. Um, that's another. He and he's another player who the timing is is just terrible. He's he's somebody who just left about a week ago. He's transferred to Syracuse, and. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can patch that up. But there, there's talent there. Uh, you and I were talking just before we went on the air about a lot of these guys. They might be listed as as a in a rover position or a left cornerback or free safety or whatever. But they're going to be fluid. They'll probably be playing several positions this fall. So uh, as far as your question about there's there's talent there. Isaac Gifford, I think, has made eyes pop in, in fall camp. He's he's done really, really well. Uh Quentin Newsom is another proven entity. Um you look at uh, Marcus Buford at, at a free safety position. He I think he tore his ACL last season and was out, cut his cut his season short. Uh yeah, if he, he did. Come, and he had 59 total tackles last year, 23 assisted or solo and 36 uh, assisted. So uh, he brings some numbers. And I don't know if he's going to be ready for the Minnesota game. I hope he is. I, I just don't, I haven't heard anything in the latest update on that. So 
what are your thoughts on on some of those positions? Yeah, well, okay. So one guy I'm looking at, Marquez Buford is interesting to me because, again, how can you respond to his injury? He's been responding pretty well from what I've heard. They've been really high on him, or Rule's been very high on him uh, coming back into the, into the flow of things. I think he'll be fine for Minnesota. We'll see. The guy that I'm really going to be watching this year and I'm super excited about is Malcolm Hartzog. He yeah. played lights out last year as a freshman. Yeah, he he kind of came out of nowhere. We didn't really mention him his name a right. lot. Uh, and then – that Rutgers game, I think he had two picks uh, yeah. and just kind of cemented his place in the starting lineup and just made some really big plays and kept doing it down the stretch. He's not that big, 5'9", 170 for a sophomore. Yeah. That's pretty small yeah. for a cornerback, but he plays a lot bigger, which is – he just is so much fun to watch play. He's full of energy. He's uh, He just makes plays on the ball that uh, is – I mean, I'm about his same height and. I don't think I could do some of the stuff he's doing. So uh, that, I'm super excited for him this year. Um, I would like to get your thoughts, though. Tommy Hill has kind of been in a weird spot. He transferred in last year as a cornerback from ASU. Uh, he returned some kicks. I thought he was switching sides of the ball at one point. Now he's backlisted on the cornerbacks list. Uh, what are your thoughts on him, Grandpa? What do you what do you, are you do you think he's gonna find a spot in Matt Rule's defense here, or do you think that he's kind of just done and he's just staying, hoping that something changes because he's a junior and he doesn't know he doesn't have that much time left to really do anything about a situation? I think he has a lot of a lot of talent, good hands, a lot of speed. So the the difficult no, maybe not the difficulty, but one of the challenges is going to find out where he fits in best, offense, defense. He can be a, a returner. Um, so we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting to to watch him this fall. Uh, yeah. And and I don't know uh, the role of when you get into this 3-3-5 defense, how that changes or if it changes these positions. And, and there, you know, as we said earlier, these guys are going to be playing several different positions. If you say somebody's a free safety Today he might not be that all you know all fall. He's probably going to play as several different positions. But um, yeah, I, I think there's talent there. It's just that when you have such a terrible defense, total defense is number one hundred in the nation. You gotta something's got to change, and and you can't keep yeah. doing what you've been doing. Will this will the will this defense be more? Uh, helpful for these guys on the roster. I got to believe it. It will. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we'll 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 just have to see with that. Um, another guy that I'm looking at here is Corey Collier Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a transfer from Florida. Like we said, we talked about kind of the transfers that came over from Florida. Uh, he's only a sophomore, uh, but he's six one one eighty. Uh, he could be a very, like he could play all around. I think he's listed right now as a strong safety, but as, as grandpa was saying, that doesn't matter. They'll change around a lot of stuff, uh, but he can make a lot of plays on the ball from the film. I've seen, he's just a very, like he, he reminds me of Malcolm Hartsog, but he has the height, uh, factor. So he doesn't have to play bigger than he is. He just plays hard and he plays fast. And, uh, it's just really impressive to, to watch him play. So I'm super excited to see where he slots into this lineup. Uh, you do have Omar Brown transferring in from Northern Iowa. He's a senior transfer, though, so you wonder if that has anything to do with it. I know Matt Rule and most college coaches just want to get the best team on the field possible. So if Corey Collier is better suited to play for Nebraska, he will play. Uh, but I, I wonder, I mean, Omar Brown has 
there was a lot of uh, hype around him from what I remember when he came to Nebraska or when he announced he was coming to Nebraska uh, late last uh, winter that uh, there was there was a lot of hype around him. And I, I think that he could play well uh, also, but it's just interesting to see where these guys will fit in when it comes to August 31st kickoff against Minnesota, as as you were saying there, Grandpa. So uh, I, we, we don't have to spend too much more time on the secondary. A lot of these guys is just reading through names. Uh, but is there anyone else besides the guys we've talked about that you're really excited to see here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Phelan Sanford. He's he's a transfer from Hastings uh, College, where Tom Osborne went to college. Uh, he's 5'11", 200. He's a senior, but they're he'd been raising some eyes in in fall camp. So I think uh, I think he you might see a lot of action this this fall. I, I'm so that's another one. I'm gonna I want to keep my eye on Phelan. I, I think. Uh, think he has a chance to do some really good things. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he slots in as well because you have those you have four very experienced uh listed as safeties right now. You've got Corey Collier, uh who is maybe not super experienced being a sophomore, but he did play in the SEC. So that helps him a lot. But then you have Omar Brown, Omar Brown, as I said, transferring in from Northern Iowa, Phelan Sanford that you just mentioned transferring in from Hastings. And then you have Marquez Buford Jr., who's been playing for Nebraska for the last three years. Uh, and and is just coming off injury and is really motivated. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where those guys fit in. I'm really excited to see Marcus Buford back. He was always uh, one of my favorite guys to watch for Nebraska back there in the secondary. So uh, it'll be nice to have him back and in, in, in picking off some passes there. Uh, and then, yeah, Phelan Sanford, I, that's a guy that uh, we've kind of been talking a little bit about here, not on the podcast necessarily, but uh, just a name that is kind of been floating around press conferences, all that kind of stuff, as you were saying here, Grandpa. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Matt Rule is, likes to find his guys and put his guys in the places where they can make plays. So if, if Phelan's that guy, then he's going to play. And I'm really excited for that. So uh, any anyone else you want to take a look at here before we yeah. go on to special teams? Just, just a couple of players. Dwight Boodle, who is uh, DiCaprio Boodle's little brother. Yeah. He's, uh, he's from Miami. He's a, he's a freshman, so he's new to the program. And Sincere Seifiula, uh, who is 6'2", 170. He's a freshman from the IMG Academy in Florida. Those guys are usually a step above uh, in terms of playing uh, ability uh, because that's a, that's a football Academy. And then Ethan nation, he's from Roswell, Georgia, 510 out He's a, he's a freshman also. And there's some other ones in there that their names right now, but, but who knows, maybe by mid season, these guys are making an impact. Yeah. And I think uh, sincere Safila and, uh, or Safila, yeah, Safila, sorry. Uh, Sincere Safila and Dwight Boodle, uh, those guys can make an immediate impact here in Nebraska. Dwight being a legacy player, uh, and then as you said, Sincere's from IMG Academy in Florida, which is just one of the top football high schools consistently in the nation. So that's huge for Nebraska to get a, a, a commitment from there and, and a guy that's going to come and play for Nebraska. So uh, hopefully they can develop this year, maybe play some uh, garbage time minutes and, uh, and then – take over some of these other seniors spots next year. And maybe we can get a Malcolm Hartzog, Dwight Boodle, sincere, uh, Safila, uh, three cornerback spots here, which that'll be pretty exciting to watch. So, uh, you know, all right. But one other thing, uh, Huskers ranked number 79th in the nation last year in terms of interceptions. Where would you think that they, I mean, they're going to have to get better obviously than that. Where do you see them coming in? I mean, better than last year or maybe not as good well 
I, I don't know. Well, I don't know if 79th is bad for Nebraska just based off the teams they play. You look, there's not a lot of air raid attacks in the Big Ten. Indiana may be that exception. Um, but you look at the teams that Nebraska played last year, you look at Michigan, run first. You look at Minnesota, run first. Rutgers is kind of all over the place. Uh, so it maybe throw that one out the window. We got two picks in that game for Malcolm, Hart, Malcolm Hartzog anyway, so we'll take advantage of that. Um, but Purdue, it, I mean, it depends. Unless you got a guy like Rondell Moore that they had a couple of years ago, it's usually a run first defense, or run first offense. Iowa clearly run first because they can't throw the ball at all because they have terrible quarterbacks and terrible receivers. Uh, they have good tight ends, but they can't figure out what to do with them. Um, and I mean, just a lot of the team, Wisconsin running back you of, of college football for a long time, probably not anymore, but still they, they run first team. It's just kind of hard to, for me to see, like, I feel like 79th is good for where Nebraska is and how they, and, and the teams they play. So I, I don't know, maybe 70th, I could see us finishing in there. Uh, we're going to need to finish inside the 70th or higher if we want to compete in some of these games uh, just based off of we need to – the turnover margin needs to be in our favor because our offense is going to need all the help it can get sometimes. So we'll see. But uh, I'll flip that question back to you here, Grandpa. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, we don't know. This is a $64 question. Um, but they're going to have to improve. I, every You go through – how they finished last year, according to collegefootballstats.com, uh, this whole program needs to crank it up. And and Matt Rule, believe me, he knows, he understands. But you don't you don't hear him bad mouthing the team. Oh, the talent is terrible. I think I think he sees a lot of what was going on coaching wise, the deficiencies there. I think he's confident that he can coach these same kids, many of the same kids. And uh, and they can be successful. Now, what success is going to be this fall? I don't know. I mean, going to a bowl game, I think, would certainly be a measuring stick. Some people are just not very excited about uh, just making it to a bowl. I'm thinking, wow, we haven't been to one. Uh, I would I tell mean, you right now, if we make a bowl game, I might pee my pants. Uh, that would be <laughs> that would be probably the pinnacle right now, just of excitement and where this team is turned around. So, I, I mean, that would that would be a significant turnaround to make yeah. a bowl game, and I, I think that should be Matt Rule's goal. And I'm I, I'm decently sure it is from the way he talks, but we'll we'll have to see. But yeah, continue your point. I kind of interrupted you there. No, that's okay. Do you want to get on to special teams? Yeah, yeah, let's get on to special teams. There's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about here. A lot of things we didn't get to see during the spring game we thought we were going to. Um, and But let's just go through some of the rankings first. Uh, first of all, I should say uh, Ed Foley is the first uh, coach of – sorry, is the first year as the special teams coordinator for Nebraska. Uh, not to be confo- confused with Chris Chris Farley, uh, different <laughs> SNL cast Matt member. Uh, yeah, Matt Matt, Foley. Sorry, yeah. dang it, dang it. I, was, I literally thought of that joke beforehand. Dang it, that's annoying. Uh, <laughs> dang it. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, he doesn't live in a van down by the river, and uh, Nebraska's uh, special teams has certainly been in the van down by the river for the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, field goals were abysmal last year, 96th in the nation. Turnover margin, this is the one that is very, very problematic. 92nd in the nation. That is terrible for Nebraska. That You need to have it in the top 50 if you want to be. Like, I, I don't know specifically what the number was. I should probably, but – 
If you want to win games in big conferences like the Big Ten, you have to have a positive turnover margin because yeah. you're not helping yourself if you're just giving the other team yeah. the ball. It doesn't work that way. And I'm Matt Rule knows that. He said that. He he understands that they need to take care of the ball. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. So we'll see when it comes time August 31st here. Uh, punt returns made uh, eighth in the nation. I don't know if that's good or bad because I don't exactly know what that stat means. Is it just amount of uh, punts that we have returned, like we forced punts and then returns, or is it punt return yardage? Do you know, Grandpa? Yeah, it's punt return yardage made. I, I can't. I had to check that statistic twice. It's number eighth in the in the country, and I I didn't get beyond that because I think I was, you know, I passed out and I was lying on the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, I mean, th- that's fine. I don't know. Maybe it's just that a lot of teams aren't returning punts or something. I don't know, but th- that's, that's not some, that's not some major statistic. Uh, kickoff returns made 108th. Uh, that, that makes a little bit more. I don't know. I honestly don't know about that, but uh, special teams overall 69th in the nation up from 129th yep. last year or two years ago. That is far, far better. That is exactly where Nebraska needed to be. You get a, what is that, a 60? Yeah, you move up 60 spots. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Bill Bush did a great Bill job. Yeah. yeah, Bill Bush did a great job last year before he took over his D.C. Uh, that's just really great to see. We need to keep that improving, of course. Uh, but uh, from the uh, Nebraska using soccer players as kickers with uh, the famous Connor Culp incident and all that stuff, uh that is very refreshing that Nebraska now has some solid place kickers uh, that we can trust to make field goals. And speaking of place kickers, uh, you and I were hyping up going to the spring game that we were going to get to see a kicking battle as well as a quarterback yeah. battle between yeah. Tristan Alvano and Timmy Bleakrode. Hey, Tristan Alvano doesn't even play in the game. So yeah. I don't know what that was about. I don't know if he just had to go to school or whatever. I mean, it was a Saturday, so who knows? Uh, but it, we'll have to see during the year. He, I mean, I think Tristan Alvano should be starting from what I've seen from Timmy Bleak Road last year. He, Timmy Bleak Road is very good, but one thing that it doesn't take a lot of acclimation, uh, in my in my view, for a place kicker from high school to college, all that happens is the field goals get tighter. And we've seen Tristan Alvano hit 50-plus yard field goals on college field goals. At, in the Class A state championship game, he did it. He did it once. He did a 47-yarder to win it. Uh, he had a 34-yard, 35-yard, or something like that. Uh, and it, it, he just looks like a kicker. Uh, like he looks like Alex Henry. He looks like Brett Maher at Nebraska. Like those guys. It just reminds me of that. And it, I mean, I just don't understand why Matt Rule hasn't said anything about it. We why we haven't seen him that much. I've seen him on some tapes of fall camp stuff, not kicking, just being around there. Uh, so I don't know what he's been what he's been doing or what Matt Rule's plan is for that. I don't know if he has a specific plan or if he's just going to give it to Timmy, let Tristan Alvano develop a little bit because kickers don't transfer that often. But I don't think I'd want to risk it with this kid. Uh, he was only listed as, a, I believe, a three-star recruit. But, I mean, how often do you get kickers that are that highly sought after? And I mean, it's just like, why would you let him go or give him the chance? So we'll see there. Uh, and then you also have Spencer Pankratz, uh, who's he's from. He's a transfer from Camden, Georgia, uh, Community College. Uh, my guess is he probably won't see that much action unless it's just kickoffs or something, or someone gets injured. Uh, punter wise, Brian Buschini and then Jacob Hole. Jacob Hole transferred from Nebraska Wesleyan. Uh, both those guys are juniors. Brian Buschini's like twenty five or something like that. He's played in college football for forever. 
and he did just change his number this year. I forget there was a specific reason why. Uh, I completely forget why, though. It was a, it was a very interesting reason. Um, so if you want to go look that up, go do that for yourself. Um, and Brian Buscini punted for us last year, did an amazing job, significant improvement. Uh, as I was going to say, he transferred from Montana in 2022 to nebraska so that was a huge improvement at punter but uh i just listed off a bunch of names just talked a bunch of your grandpa about those guys what are you looking to see from them yeah i you look at um at the players there and i i feel pretty comfortable if those guys stay healthy they got uh a long snapper on scholarship marco marco ortiz oh right yeah florida a six four two fifty long snapper those guys have to be big and he is apparently one of the best in the nation. I mean, you don't usually give a scholarship, you know, to a to a long snapper. It just doesn't. Yeah, especially when you're in the scholarship crisis as Nebraska had, where you had a hundred and some kids on scholarship, you got to right. get it down to eighty five. Right. So he must really be special, and I think he's very important. So I'll take Matt Rule's word for it, but I would not waste a scholarship on a long snapper. Who knows? We'll he, see you when it comes to kick kicking this year, though. This something is is kind of telling in that we had Brandon Frankie. He's a, he's a kid from Gretna, Nebraska. He was playing for Morningside, and then Frost got him to come to uh, to Nebraska, and he was he was kicking off. And I don't know. I think about two thirds or greater than than that of his kickoffs ended in uh, in touchbacks. And, and but now he's transferred, and it's probably because of of Tristan Ovano coming in there. I mean, I yeah, yeah I there's only so much room for yeah. I mean, three kickers is a lot for this program right. because that's I mean, I think three kickers is the max, and it's just you have two one to do kickoffs, one to do place kicking, uh, and then one if one of them gets injured, the other one can step in to the kickoffs role. Uh, and then the other one gets shifted up to field goal kicking, unless for some reason the one that was doing kickoffs specialized in kickoffs, so it, it, and and just is terrible at, at field goal kicking. But we'll see. Well, what, I, what I'm excited about, I think this fall and in fall camp is going to change things. I understand that, but we're just trying to give an opinion about kind of a. a you know, we don't know for sure what the starting lineup is going to be come up the 31st or in each game after that. But I got to tell you, I've, I've watched a lot of tape of Billy Kemp. Uh, he is he has about the size of Johnny, the Johnny, the Jet Rogers and five, nine hundred and eighty. He's he's a senior. So he has a lot of experience. Uh, he transferred from University of Virginia. And he's a guy who reminds you of Wondell Robinson. He is. He is uh, hard to tackle. He's fast. He's quick. Um, so I'm anxious to see. I'd like to see us. We haven't returned a punt for a touchdown since. Uh, since oh, the that, morning? No, no, no. Well, we had one. It was oh, it was against that uh, team that they just. Oh, Fordham? No, no. It was uh, Scotty's first year, 2018. Uh, we returned one, but we was it Bethune Cookman? I think that's. Bethune. Oh yeah, it was Bethune. It was the weird that's, game. That so got it wasn't even yeah. a you know power five school. So I, I think he's going to take one at least one to the house. I would. I'd love to see that. He's going to be very okay. exciting. Just uh, need to uh, keep your eye on Billy Kemp the fourth because we get yeah. him for one year and then that's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's going to be and, – and we talked about him with the wide receivers. Room. You keep, keep your eyes on him on the wide receiver uh, on offense for Nebraska, wide receiver, yep. and also keep, of course, eyes on him for punt returns. That's uh, – I mean, I've seen some tape of him as well, Grandpa, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It reminds me a lot of Johnny the Jet Rogers, just same body position, same yeah. quickness, agility, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's – I mean, arguably, it is harder to return punts for touchdowns. It, a, a punt return touchdown is probably the hardest touchdown uh, – to uh, to get in college football or just in football in general i would like to say maybe kickoff return touchdowns up there as well uh it, the people who would be getting us those would be tommy hill or anthony grant i'm not yeah. super I, I know they both returned kicks last year i'm not super high on anthony grant returning kickoffs uh, i know that they sometimes put two back there so maybe that's yeah. why his name's on there uh i would just i running back room wise i really like anthony grant as kind of that uh explosive big play back and i don't want him getting injured on a kickoff which i feel like is kind of risky so we'll see uh but tommy hill as you said grandpa when we were talking about him in the cornerbacks room i mean man he is fast he is athletic uh he can take the ball and he can go 100 yards to the house easily uh the question is can he do it when there are people on the field um so i mean i mean it's it's going to be interesting to see these. I mean, we could get some unexpected points here, and that's where you can get some of these. I mean, returning a punt or a kickoff for a touchdown does so much more to a team's morale than scoring a touchdown, even a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it's just like you can hear it. Like watching uh, – I mean, this is a terrible example because Nebraska is not going to be in a situation like this. Maybe they will, probably not, but the uh, the kick six – uh, with Auburn and Alabama about yeah, five years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was probably, I mean, oh, that was probably incredible. the loudest I've ever heard a stadium uh, <laughs> on live watching a game on TV. Uh, and, and that was, I mean, obviously a kick, a kick off or sorry, uh, a kick return touchdown from a field missed field goal. So and different stakes, everyone, everyone knows that even if you don't watch college football, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I mean, just the, the morale boost that that gives a team, if you score a touchdown it's when a it's breaker. supposed to just be, a, yeah, exactly. A backbreaker, uh, and just a flip of morale. And th that could be huge because college football is all about momentum swings, especially if you're playing, it, it doesn't matter where you're playing. Actually, if you're playing at home, Home, momentum swings your way your crowd gets behind you again then the momentum stays with you for a little bit longer uh away you silence their fans and that feels really good uh and so then you you keep you want to keep them quiet you want to keep them quiet uh and then it hurts the other team's morale because their fans are silent so i, I mean this is this could be interesting and uh, i mean billy kemp is just some guy that's he's gonna as you said he's gonna get one i think he'll get two this year uh and i hope so we'll have to see i hope so yeah uh, anything else you want to say special teams wise, Grandpa? No, nope. I think All right. All right. Uh, well, so that wraps up our position group, uh, previews for yeah. the season. Uh, we really enjoy doing these. It's always fun to go through. We hope you get, we give you guys some knowledge when it comes to the season. You're knowing who to watch from each of these position groups. You're hearing some names. Uh, you're knowing who to look out for. Uh, you're knowing kind of what they bring coming to the table here. Uh, and I, I think it's unique that we do this. I don't know if a lot of other Husker podcasts do this. I haven't seen a lot of other ones do this. Uh, but they, they do talk about breakout players, all that kind of stuff. But I think we're the only one or one of the only ones that goes through position by position and does this. So uh we love doing this for you guys. We hope that uh, you learned a lot over these past couple months here, just going through position groups. Um, next week, we're going to do a full 2023 preseason. 
uh, preview, I should say, of the of the season. Uh, we're hoping to maybe get Jeremiah Searles on for that. I don't know uh, what we're going to do there, but that would be great if we can get him on. We'll, obviously, you guys will know um, if we uh, if we do, uh, if you hear his voice next week. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we're going to go through the entire schedule, kind of look at where we think Nebraska is going to be sitting at the end of the year, and hopefully it's a bowl game. Uh, I might have to go buy some diapers early but so I don't pee on anything bad. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for this week. Grandpa, any other final news, things you want to talk about real quick before we wrap up? Well, we have we have a couple minutes here. Do uh, I saw the movie, Grand, or Mrs. Husker Dan and I went to see Day by Day, it opened up Friday, and it's a it's a it's a documentary about uh, Tom Osborne's first national championship, and it ends with that. I thought it was going to go on and do the '95 and the '97 uh, national championship uh, uh, teams too, but it just it ended on the on the uh, on beating Miami at Miami. Great! Uh, I thought it was a great movie, must for all Husker fans. It's in theaters in Nebraska. I don't know. You asked me about, uh, and I checked Fort Collins. I couldn't find anything there. Might be in Denver. Uh, that's the only thing I'm thinking it, it could be. But uh, I yeah, I'm looking on their Denver. I'm looking on their website right now. It looks like it's just going to travel around Nebraska. It looks like Lincoln uh, for the next week until the 16th, uh, and then it's in the it's in Bellevue until the 17th. It's in Omaha until the 16th. Elkhorn 18th to the 24th. Uh, it's going to be at, back in Omaha, 18th to the 24th. West Point is going to be at West Point, Nebraska, 18th to the 24th. Fremont and Nebraska City, both of those 18th to the, through the 24th. So if you want to see it, you got to go to Nebraska. So yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's, if you live on the East Coast, it's a great film, uh, but uh, you got to drive pretty far or fly. And I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's really worth it to see that. But and then then I watched on uh, Nebraska Public Television last night 100 years of Memorial Stadium because this year is the 100th anniversary of yep. that uh, that uh, cherished uh, venue that we have been to see many games. It's basically a church at this point. Yeah, it is. It's right. You bow when you go into it. The religion of football. Uh, it, it you know Jeremiah Searles was in that uh, movie was great. Mike Babcock, you know we these are people we've interviewed on our podcast and. And uh, it is really, really great. The other thing is that we're coming up very close to the volleyball kickoff or, or uh, what? it's not a kickoff. What is it called? <laughs> uh, <laughs> volleyball what? Day in Nebraska. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but I, what, it's not a kickoff. It's not oh, a tip-off. Uh, t- not tip-off, but that's basketball. Um, I want to say set-off, but that doesn't make any sense. Um, Serve-off? I, I was just serve trying off? to think of I know, that sounds. I guess that's about <laughs> I can th- just start. Let's go with that. And their their season opens uh, Friday the 25th uh, that when they play Utah State at the Devaney Center. Then they play uh, the next day. They play Lipscomb at the, at the Devaney. And then they face MSU on Sunday. Uh, the SMU, after. SMU. That's what I said, SMU. Uh, uh. And then Wednesday <laughs> they play UNO at Memorial Stadium uh, at 7 o'clock in front of 91,000 fans. It's going to be – televised live on btn so you got to 
You have to see. I'll that. watch that. I will definitely be watching that. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, it's going to be kind of hard because the next day is the Minnesota game. So, uh, man, 17 days and we get to see what ah. this team's made of. Uh, I'm so excited. We'll be back next week, as we said, with a season preview where we think Nebraska is going to be. Hopefully, we're not as wrong as we were with our predictions last year. Uh, we kind of maybe said Nebraska was going to have like maybe nine wins at best. Maybe some of us. Maybe I didn't. Not. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't me. So that wasn't happening. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, go tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the podcast. Go follow us over on Twitter uh, at HBT Huskers Pod. Uh, email us questions, HBTH, HBTH Podcast at ProtonMail.com or HuskerDan at Cox.net. We thank you guys so much for listening every week. And as always, go Big Red!